0: I'm Luka Dončić and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no,
1: this no. is gonna be huge! 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm
0: running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Jerk with the back. <laughs> in the house and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined as always by my co host, contributor at Mavs.com. Tell me why we can't have nice things, Isaac Harris. Wait, I think my phone's about to
3: ring. Hold on, it is ringing. Oh, this is my, is this my ringtone? Oh,
1: things come to those who wait. Dwight Howard, bespeckled and ready to be introduced as the newest member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Howard has averaged 18 and
3: 9 over <laughs> Oh, oh, no, dang it. That's not my ringtone. That was a clip from when Dwight Howard joined the Lakers the first time or the second time <laughs> Dwight Howard rode this- Is this not the most Laker thing ever? This has to happen. This absolutely has to happen. It would be no better story. This is remarkable. I've joked about this happening so much, but I never thought in a million years it would even be even close to happening, which I don't think it is like officially happening yet, but just the fact that if you can imagine the reaction I got whenever that shams tweet came across my phone, I just started laughing out loud. I'm like, this is not happening. There's no way. Uh so uh, yeah. Lakers Nation, get those uh Photoshops out. Let's Photoshop Dwight in a Laker jersey. Oh wait. Nick, how you feeling? Are you excited? You pumped? You get your center. Like this is what you need, right?
0: i'm i am very apoplectic on a real note they should sign salah they honestly should sign salah they should for real the report has come out that that dwight howard's the dwight howard's team has been canvassing teams to try and find to try and find a spot for him and that the lakers agreed to like yeah sure we'll talk to you We'll, we'll like do our due diligence and so now it's like all the reports are Lakers reach out to Dwight Howard it's like no, what? no. Dwight my Howard reached part, out to
3: the Lakers my favorite part of the whole report is <laughs> the Lakers received permission yeah, yeah. from the Grizzlies <laughs> to talk to Dwight Howard this is like a legit somebody walking up to a used car dealership and saying Yo, hey can I, do, I, can I get car? permission to drive this you know, t- 2002 PT Cruiser and they're like of course please drive it we want you to buy it
0: we want you to take it we don't even you know why it's still here
3: no like why is this still here like what I don't understand the uh granting permission I'm like Memphis will will deliver him to Los Angeles and
0: (laughs) yeah Dwight man Dwight Howard that would just be a mess there's there's a bunch of dudes I would rather have than Dwight Howard uh Salah Measuri being the first one on the Lakers I'm saying Salah bring bring Salah in yeah bring Andrew Bynum did you see Andrew Bynum has 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 bleach blonde hair and bleach blonde goatee right now I am not shocked. Joakim Noah is another one. That one's the one they'll probably go with is Joakim Noah. Spencer Hawes is available. He shoots threes. Sure. No. They should sound solid. Kenneth That's Farid it. is still out there. Let's go. Mm, sure. Kenneth Energy like guy. 69. He's gonna He's going to go out there and do stuff. That's just all they need sure. that position to do is go out there and do stuff. Be big. Go out there and do stuff. Anyway, on the podcast today, what we're going to talk about is the Mavericks title window. We want to look on this Mavs Monday and look forward to this next season and then in the seasons beyond for as long as Luka and Porzingis are under contract or are assumed to be under contract and try to figure out when the Mavericks title window opens up, like when we think it'll open up, and then how long that'll last. So I did this and I went back and looked at all the finals MVPs and how old they were, different things like that. Then I looked at the Mavs cap situation. and I got a bunch of big questions. So that's what we're going to do on the podcast today. Isaac, there have been 51 total finals MVPs. It started in 1969. Jerry West was the first one. He was on uh, the losing team back then. And the there have been 51 finals MVPs. Mm. Guess how many of the 51 have been 23 years old or younger? 0. 5. There have been 5 total. Mm. Magic Johnson Magic. did it twice. Magic Johnson's the youngest one to ever do it. He was 20 years old in 1980 when he went out there. Kareem was injured. You know, Magic goes out there and he yeah. starts at center and they do that. I had the VHS of this when I was a kid and I would watch it and at the end the the was like Magic Johnson played center, forward and guard. The MVP is Magic Johnson. (laughs) It's like very. It sounds like the oldest announcer ever. He did it at 20 years old and at 22. Tim Duncan did it at 22 years old in 1999. Mm. Kawhi Leonard was 22 when he won in 2014, and Kareem with the Bucks when he was 23 years old. Uh, He that was in 1971. What do all those guys have in common? Heck, if I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, I was there thinking, trying to think of everything. They, they each had, a, they college. each had another superstar with them, or they, they each had an, <laughs> an, an older superstar with them. Magic well, Johnson had stars, yeah, yeah. Magic Johnson had Kareem, Tim Duncan had David Robinson, who was, <laughs> Magic had more than Kareem. <laughs> yeah, true. true, true. Uh, at that point, he didn't have Worthy. It was oh, Kareem, okay. and it was just Cooper
3: first
0: one. Uh, I, I mean, they had other guys for sure, yeah. but nobody like a superstar type player. David Robinson with Tim Duncan in 99. Tim Duncan with Kawhi in in 2014, which is kind of that's weird symmetry. And then uh, in 1971, Kareem had Oscar Robertson, who's 32 years old. He was still kicking. Okay, so there's five under the age of 23 that won finals MVP. Mm. How many do you think 26 and under, how many total were age 26 and under of the 51? 12. That was real close, 13, 13 total. So those the guys that I just mentioned that did it under the age of 24, then there's these guys. Uh, Tony Parker in 2007, he was 24. Dwayne Wade in 2006, he was 24. Dennis Johnson in 1979 with the Sonics, he was also 24. Bill Walton with the 77 Blazers, he was 24. Uh, Tony Parker had Tim Duncan, obviously. Dwayne Wade had Shaq. Dennis Johnson and Bill Walton were both. They're both, their teams were kind of interesting. Their best players were all like, 25 and under. They were really young teams, and so if the Mavericks are going to win, they need to kind of build their teams like, like those guys did. Hmm. Okay, and then this, these are 25 and 26-year-olds. Joe Dumars with the Detroit with the bad boys. Cedric Maxwell in 1981. He was he was 25, uh, or he was 26, and he played with Bird, Tiny Archibald, Mikhail Parrish, or it was just kind of like his time, I guess. Tim Duncan in 2003, and then James Worthy. Those names are the only names that have won finals MVP under the age of 27 years old. 38 players were 27 and older. That's 75% of all MVP finals MVPs have been over the age of 27 and older. It's incredible. Does that make you feel better or worse about the Mavericks chances over the next couple of years?
3: No, I think it just puts in perspective and I think it just, uh, it gives the fans something realistic to shoot for it. that, I mean, we are hyping up Luca and Porzingis for sure, but there is a price to pay for them being so young and that it's going to take time. Like, we have talked about Luca getting into the playoffs and uh, Luca getting his butt kicked in the playoffs. Like, that you see, you go back through some of these stars and. These stars have won multiple titles. A lot of times, you can trace back to their first, you know, final, you know, not finals, but some them finals. finals, but their first like playoff experiences where they just got the crap beat out of them, and the, it's learning lessons. They're a stepping stone uh, to take the next step in their career. So uh, we still got to go through that to an extent with them, and we have to be prepared to go through that with them. But just realistically, that you know, Luca being at twenty, a lot of times these guys don't hit. I mean, you see. Giannis right now I mean yeah he's (laughs) what's Giannis at right now what's he 25 (laughs) 24 and I mean he's still not there I mean so it's probably going to take another year or two for Giannis to you know get to the finals and so like it's going to take time and if it it's kind of it's kind of like one of those things like like Dirk this past season to where whatever you get from Dirk that's amazing and if you get to the playoffs with Luka and stuff this early in his career that's incredible Don't go into it saying, man, we have to hit the Western Conference Finals over the next two years. Like You can't go into it, those expectations. Nick's stats right there about these players and these Finals MVPs showing that majority of the
0: time these guys are are farther along in their career before they hit those marks. So it might not be through this cycle. Let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, let's go through the Mavs season by season over the next couple of years. How old Luca and Porzingis are going to be, and then try to figure out when this title window could potentially open up.
2: This Lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients. Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: All right, Isaac. So this next upcoming year, uh, Luka Doncic is going to be 21 and Porzingis is going to be 24. That's kind of it's kind of too young for a title window to to open. And we don't think that the Mavs have have a team to be title contenders. Like, even if you look back at the only teams on here, like, the only players on here that won, like, finals MVP that didn't really have a superstar player with them is the Dennis Johnson and Bill Walton back in the 70s. And they just had, like, a bunch of young, really, really good players on their team. And we don't think the Mavericks have that right now.
3: Yeah, there is. Now, does that not... Mean that they can come in and hit, I mean, just be incredible. Porzingas is pre injury. Porzingas are better than that. Luca takes even a bigger step, and they honestly become a top two, top three duo in the entire yeah. league. And they live to the playoffs Yes, they can absolutely do that. Sure. But shooting, but having the mindset of, man, they're going to be so good that it's like title bound this year, that's where it gets dangerous as a fan for sure.
0: Yeah, so that we're just talking about the top of the top. We're not downgrading them at all. We're not trying to say that they're terrible, that, you know, that they have no chance. We're just saying for a title, for the NBA Finals right now, I don't think their window's gonna open this this year. Next season, 2020-2021 season, Luka's gonna be 22, Porzingis is gonna be 25. Season after that, Lucas 23, Porzingis is 26. Now we're starting to, to get there. Porzingis is, is getting close. Uh, that off season, 2022, Luca is a restricted free agent. Uh, most, yeah, most all players have have signed their, uh, you know, the ones that get the max contract they've they've resigned. So we're not really too worried about that. Season after that, the 2022-2023 season, Luca is gonna be 24. Porzingis is gonna be 27. That off season after that, the 2023 off season, uh, Porzingis has a player option that he can either pick up. Uh, or decline, that $36 million. The season after that is 2023-2024 season. Luca is 25, and Porzingis is 28. I think that might be when it starts to open, like when they start trying to to figure it out. Uh, and Luca is not going to hit 27 before Porzingis' contract goes through like the whole cycle, which is kind of crazy if you think that about it. That part's crazy, yes. Now, okay, so there's a bunch of different factors when we break it down
3: like that. Because when we ask their window opening, a lot of that depends on what the rest of the league looks like. Right. I'm saying is somebody's window. So when you look across the league and I, we'll probably do this in a little bit of like something, maybe some other young core, or like just some other teams that if realistically, you look in the next five years, what are some teams that could theoretically drop off over the next five years? You look at a team like golden state and like four or five years, all of their main three is probably going to be, you know, a tad step slower. Obviously, they're going to be getting older. So, but also something I want to throw out there, too, is as far as how it's hard to predict, and this kind of pushes back the other way of saying it might not take that long, is we don't normally see talent like Luka and KP this good form together this quick. Like, you never see, you hardly ever see these young guys at this level, at that top level be put together this quick because normally if you get one of these guys, you're not bad enough to get the other one. And Dallas pulled off this crazy trade to, to bring in this second one. Yeah. And Charks, you know, Jonathan Charks mentioned this on Friday spot. If you haven't listened to this, this, uh, go back to Friday spot and listen to this. I love how he brought this up to where I haven't thought about it this way of you know, you look at the Paul George trade, you look at the Kawhi trade or the Anthony Davis trade and saying, man, look how much that those teams gave up for those guys. You know, an AD is what? 24. Paul George is what? I forgot how old he is, but he's like, 26. I know KP, you know, Porzingis, he obviously had the, you know, the ACL injury and that factored into everything. But he said, you know, Dallas didn't have to give up nearly as much as those other teams did. So, and on top of that, Dallas, look at the windows of the other two teams. The Clippers gave up so much to pair Kawhi and Paul George up, probably for the long term, but it could literally just be two years. Yeah. And they're both like in their prime right now. The Lakers, I mean, how much longer have we have this of, of LeBron? Yeah. I mean, what three years max? Two years at a high level? We we gotta see it. And they just pulled that in for AD, and AD's gonna be by himself in a handful of years. This Dallas situation is something unique we hardly ever see of pairing these two guys under 20, 23 and under that are legitimate all-stars that could be superstars that in a, in a crazy world. I mean, they could literally be two of the best players in the league, you know, in, within two years if they're both healthy. That's the craziness about it. So in a grand scheme of things, we want to keep expectations in check, but also keep an open mind too of saying this has hardly ever been done before. So we want to also leave open a possibility saying, man, if they're that good and quick,
0: the possibilities are endless at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and putting these two guys together, chemistry, I think matters too. And so the fact that this is a five year window that they'll have Porzingis under contract, uh, potentially four years if he declines that, that player option. But this is a, this is that that's a five year you know, window that I just opened up uh, where these guys are going to be still under the age of 28. Basically, Borzingas will be 28 in that last year, but uh, man, that's crazy. But in the, the chemistry that they'll build in that time, if they stay together that whole time is going to be wild. And so that's, what's going to elevate them to that next level. And and it, so much depends on what they do
3: around those two guys. Yeah. I mean, everything, because they can be so good, but if you don't use your money and your resources to surround these guys with the vets, with the the older guys, Golden State, look how much Andre Iguodala brought them coming in
0: as this vet, even but that, really good vet. Even that third guy of Draymond or Clay, whoever you think the third guy is, I mean, that just, that just brings your team to such another level. And they even needed – Outside of that, they needed the Iguodala, the Sean Livingston, the you know. Remember, they had like Barbosa and David West, and they had, they, they've had a bunch of role players that played really key, big roles for them. Yeah, so
3: like Dallas isn't in that spot yet. Dallas isn't in the spot to get the vets around the league that are gonna come there for the discount. That's that's what's gonna take time. Luke and KP go out this year and they kill it. They dominate. They sneak into the playoffs. They do a little bit of damage. They get that reputation. You know, you become okay. Now we're on the come up. We want to keep pushing forward. We want to keep getting better. Then that's when. Luke and KP get the reputation of saying, "Hey, we're we're winners. We want to win, and we're good." And other team, other vets across the league are looking at that situation, saying, "Hey, we want to jump on board with that. We'll take a discount with that." I love. I threw the question at Charks on Friday of saying, "The one that I answered by myself on a pod when Nick was gone. Then Nick and I talked about it, and I just love hearing people's different pr- perspectives on it. Of what's the third piece? Yeah, what's the next move? Yeah, that's a question Is I it- have for later. Okay, yeah. So like." you know what is that they Dallas has to figure that out what is the that third next piece and you say not every team needs a third piece and that's when i point the fingers all the way back to portland of saying would you say that what portland has done over the past 5 years is a success and would you say if over the next four years, if Dallas can pull off what Portland has pulled off over the
0: past four years, would you say, is that a success? So over the last five years, they've, they've been to the playoffs pretty much every single year. They had a couple of exits. They had the Western conference finals run this past year. Yes. Uh, They've, you know, won 40, you know, what? 44 to 50 games every single year. They're in the conversation. They had some crazy games. You know, Damian Lillard done his thing. Then they had that, that magical run last year. I mean, that's, is that going yeah, to be so disappointing like, for fans over the, over this next 5 years when when these two guys Luca and Porzingis are still going to be under the age when players normally hit their peak and start and you know and win finals MVPs pretty much Exactly that's the question of would you
3: say Portland has that been a success for them because if we look at this in 4 years and say man this Dallas team that man, remember that year. Remember 2021. They hit the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. We've been in the playoffs every year the past three or four years. It's going to be super fun and exciting. But that's where I say, okay, because Portland has has had this duo, but they've never really had like Nurkic has been kind of one of the
0: closest things to that. And I bet they what were is, similar ages when they got together too, because because CJ was really really young when they they first started. They both they both did four years of college, but uh, CJ was really young, and Dame Dame Lillard was you know what is second or third year when, when CJ started to start.
3: Yeah. So if, if that, if you take those duos and say, man, look what that duo has done for Portland. And I think it'll be key to see what happens for, you know, for him this upcoming season too, but how, yes. How Dallas builds around them, And when you look at how they can build around them, this is pretty much, I mean, barring a trade and looking at Dallas's assets, this is pretty much kind of the roster that you're looking at for this season and next season, because free agent class next year sucks. Like when people talk about it, it just being like bad. As far as like bigger names or high impact names, that's not an understatement. Yeah, Draymond Green was going to be a top one, and he yeah. just signed his extension.
0: I'm so. doing a video on the on a, a way too early look at the 2020 class. Here are some of the names I'll throw out at you. Here, the big ones are, are Anthony Davis, who has a player option, and who knows, Demar Derozan has a play. That's the second biggest name, <laughs> Demar Derozan. He has a player option. And I would say most Mass fans wouldn't
3: even want DeRozan.
0: No. Like, you wouldn't want to spend yeah, your max no.
3: money because whatever you would have to go get one of these guys this coming summer with money that Dallas doesn't have currently, which we know teams can create it if they have to. But still, would you want to take up money that you could have the following summer on a guy like DeMar DeRozan that's going to take at least a four year deal, probably? No, you're not going to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lowry, Drummond, Gallinari, Conley, Drogic. Uh, Van Vleet, Montres Harrell, Eric Gordon, Joe Harris, Marcus Serge Baca, Millsap, Favors, Jeremy Grant, Tucker, Mo Harkless. Like those are the names that, that, like, those are the best names that I could, could come up with so far. <laughs> like these are, and these are like unrestricted guys. I think some of the most intriguing
3: guys yeah, that you would a want bunch to of pair. Guys, they, yeah, like you'd want to pair See, alongside Ockham, these guys. Jalen Brown, is, Ingram, yes, Buddy Hield. Uh, Buddy Hield. Like somebody, somebody DM me the other day and Sabonis. said, "Hey, what do you, what do you think about Buddy Hield?" I'm like, "I love Buddy." Uh, but like Dallas, there's just not a way for them to really go after him yeah. next summer because he's gonna get a big paycheck as long as he uh, has a, another good year and he's healthy. So that's the key with the free agent class looking the way it is for next season and the money situation for Dallas heading into next season. This is this is gonna be two years here where a lot's gonna be riding on this duo. Now don't count on Donnie Nelson in trades. We know that, right. but once again, they don't have a ton of trade assets right now with picks. And, you know, younger pieces, different stuff like that. So they have tradable contracts. And if some of these guys really hit and really take a next leap a Maxi, Seth Courage, Lon Wright, some of these guys, those are, they they could become more appealing.
0: All right, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about Luca and Porzingis as players and talk about the things that they maybe need to add to their game to become maybe one of these finals MVP type players.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: All right, Isaac. So let's look at Luka and Porzingis. So my first question Do you think Luka Doncic, sometime in his career, maybe in the next five years, can be a number one option on a finals team?
3: Yes, I do. Um Number one offensive off option for sure, and now I think, yeah, a number one offensive option. Option, I think when I look at their their duo, I kind of I want to imagine what would have ok what would have passed OKC team, what would have happened with that team if they chose Harden over Westbrook, and what a Harden KD duo would have grown into in OKC. Compared to a Luca and KP duo in Dallas, and I just kind of wonder with that. Now, obviously KD is a different athlete than KP, but both that six ten score, James Harden, Luca. People try to make that comparison stuff before. So if you, I, th- I think so where you're James saying Harden- the third
0: piece should be Westbrook.
3: No, i I think that I think that's proof that you don't want yeah. a, a third guy like that. You don't want a third guy who can't shoot that, you know, from three, and it's going to dominate the ball. Uh, but I think when you analyze James Harden right now, because I think what James Harden is right now is what you know, you you want Luca to get there, as far as you know, Harden. What he, I mean, you know, can he get there scoring wise in the league? Can James Harden be the best player on a title team? That's a question that I think people can ask. And then when you look at Luca, where, how much better, what areas of Luka's game can he be better than than James Harden? If you don't think Harden can be that,
0: right? Let's uh, let's dive into that right now. So, what traits or types of things do you think Luca will have to hone or acquire before he can be a Finals MVP? So, you and all the listeners know my favorite show is Avatar okay dear god back to this (laughs) avatar is is this show where uh in this world there's four different elements there's there's water earth air and fire and different kinds of people can can bend different kinds of things you can bend air you can make air you know air streams fly out of your hands if you can bend fire you can just like make fire appear earth you can like move dirt and rocks around and metal and then uh water is obviously you can can bend water you can make it you know float around and stuff to be so the avatar is a person that can bend all four types and so he can bend all these different types to become and they usually start with with one so like Aang, the, the Avatar and the last Airbender, he started in the Air Nation. So he became an Airbender first, then they're, they're not supposed to tell them that they're the Avatar until they're like 16, but he learned early. Are
3: being serious right he now? He learned
0: early. This this matters. He learned early, and so he mastered Air first, and then he has to go in the cycle. So he has to go to these different nations, and he has to, to master each one. So it's Air, Water, Earth, and Fire. And so he has to go through this whole thing, and then once he masters all four elements, he becomes a fully realized Avatar. So for Luca and Borzingis... What things do they have to to learn or hone or get better at to become a fully realized, like Finals MVP type player to become this next level guy that's going to lead them to the Finals? And so here's some of the things for Luca came up with. He has to hone shot creation, which to me is like shot selection. It's the the floater game. It's his you know three point percentage. It's his you know the shots that he takes. I think he pretty much has that. He has that down but he just needs to hone that. He needs to just just get better at that, just normal, you know, every season. Make teammates better. I think this is something he can he can do more of, but I think he did it really well at the end of last season when uh, you know, he was the the point guard. The clutch gene. I think that he has that. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that he needs to be that much better. He was one of the best in the league last year. The veteran savvy. That just comes with, you know, that's working the refs. That's with working angles. That's with uh some something as on the defensive end you know defending certain guys that's how to to play or match up with certain guys physical tools is another one that's you know his body That's that 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 muscle definition that everybody's freaking out about skinny luca and then defensively competent he has to be a competent defender in order to mm-hmm. get to that level i think all those guys we mentioned um maybe tony parker like just just reading down this list, like all these guys are are good defend like Kawhi, Tim Duncan, uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Kareem. Like all these guys are really really good defenders that, that became Finals MVP super early. So uh, of those things, which of the which of those things stuck out to you? Well, I, I yeah conditioning is the is the biggest one because
3: he has so much of everything you would want as far as a rookie. To where a lot of it, I literally just look at him and be like, "Man, he's so good, so quick." That a lot of it's going to depend on his full potential is going to depend on who who they surround him with. And you
0: make the comparison to Harden, and he's better at a lot of the things that you know that they, that you see similar with Harden earlier in his career. Harden played what a year, two years in college, and Luca came in before that. <laughs> you know, he's like already in the NBA, already doing the things that uh, that Houston Harden was doing already. Yeah, so I don't even want to like really focus as much on the
3: defense thing because he needs to be competent. Like he needs to be okay. But like I don't want to focus as much on that because once again, going back to who they surround him with will depend so much. You look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry was a competent defender. wasn't locked down. He's not Kawhi level. Not right. even Dwayne Dwayne Wade's a good defender. Got the first and only time you'll hear me. <laughs> cry this but like a lot of these guys are really good defenders. Tim Duncan's good defender. Steph Curry's not a great defender, but what makes Steph Curry, what maximized his potential is having the ability of having Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, and those around him. So, yeah, Draymond. So, you don't have to – Luka doesn't have to be a lockdown defender or a great defender. He has to hold
0: his own. That's that's my point. Yes. he, He has to hold his own enough to where
3: they can't target him so much. But even then, teams try to target Steph Curry, and roster building around that helps so much. That's why I lean towards the biggest thing of saying he has the the end shape. And I'm not even going as far as everybody trying to say, oh, he was fat last yeah. year. Also, it wasn't that. It's just the fatigue at the end of games. Yeah. He is so good in the clutch. And he, he is going to have to be – the go get me a bucket at the end of the game. He already has he that. Already he has that more than Giannis has it. So like that there is the potential, there is the angle that you know Luca has that Giannis doesn't as far as the step back and all that different stuff. But he's gotta be able to be at his top level strength wise and body wise to pull off those moments. And there were so many moments that first season towards the end of the game, and he's hands on knees at the free throw line yeah. and he's feeling it. And, and but that was expected. It, there's nothing that I hold against Luka in week 1 that I'm or week 1 in season 1 that I'm like man that was that was rough and I'm worried about this. There's nothing I'm worried about with that. So yeah, I think that's going to come and how they surround the team around them is going to mean everything.
0: Let's do Porzingis real quick. So, do you think Porzingis could be a number 1 option on a finals winning team?
3: Um this one's hard for me just because of where the league's at today. I just I think um, it means so much that your number one guy needs to be a guy that you can give the ball and say go create off the dribble, yeah. especially when it comes to the playoffs. And I, that's not a slack to Porzingis. I just like for instance, a, I don't a think slight. It, a slight, 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 my bad, slack. slack. Um, that's not nothing towards him because I even take that a step further with like Embiid, like I. I mean, I could be really, really wrong with that. Yeah, this, like but those like,
0: days of, of Shaq being the best player on a, at a title team or like Kareem, th- those days are like – like those guys can get you a bucket, but you have to have somebody to, to entry pass to them. And like those days are kind of gone.
3: Yeah, so like you look at these past teams. You look at Kawhi. You look at LeBron. You look at Kevin Durant. Curry. you You know, you, you Curry, like mean, James Harden hadn't won it. But like Ooh. it's those type of guys where when it comes to the playoffs – Playoffs in particular, when it gets into the end of the games and those moments that decide everything, it is the clear out, it is to get the ball to your best player, to yeah. the, to your Luka, Kawhi, all, and say, go get me a bucket. And it's much harder to pull that off when it's on the post and saying, "All right, it's you know last play of the game, and so much is relying on you got to entry pass it down to somebody on the block, and then a double team can happen. You got to try to so it's yeah, it's much easier to have that player that's off the dribble. So finals winning team, I lean definitely Luca can be that. I have my questions about KP being that, but it doesn't mean that KP – you know like like he's he's still incredible. Like it's not.
0: Yeah, the, the fully realized avatar traits that I came up with for Porzingis were shot creation, which he's already really good at, uh, but maybe a little bit more off the dribble, maybe a little bit more create his own shot. Competent passing. So I put comp- defensive competency for Luca. Porzingis has to become a better passer in order to become that kind of a He's got to have people to pass it to. That is true, which hopefully we'll see that this year. Uh, he has to be better guarding one-on-one in the post and on the perimeter. Those are two things mm-hmm. that he definitely needs to work on. He's good a really great help defender right now uh veteran savvy obviously physical tools and then staying healthy i mean obviously seems like an obvious one but that's a big thing for him so those are the traits that i come up with for Brazilians. let's do the third piece tomorrow let's do yeah. i have a whole bunch of stuff on who do you think the third piece it should be for the mavericks their cap over the next five years i, I looked through so let's do that tomorrow uh guys there you go. We're talking about the title window. It's exciting. Like this season is going to be an awesome time for building Porzingis and, and Luca. So let's let's get back tomorrow talking about the third piece they need to add to become a finals team. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.